Welcome to Necessary Realness with Katie. I'm your host, Katie Zimba. In a world where nothing seems to be real, pictures are photoshopped, interviews and stories are edited, I wanted to bring the realness to real topics and issues. Listening may help you realize you're not alone in this thing called life. Welcome. I'm here today with one of my favorite humans, Elizabeth, aka Endo. Hello. Thank you for being here. Of course. I'm so excited. Yes, I'm excited too. So today um, I want to talk about um, living with addiction. So that can mean a lot of different things, but in this case, um, you are not an addict. No. But your husband is. Yes. So there we go. Living with addiction comes in different shapes and sizes. Oh, so fun. Um, So you're married to an addict. I am. Okay. And um, so I guess, like, I just kind of want to hear your personal experience. And um, there's just, it's such an epidemic right now. So your husband was addicted to um, opioids. And Xanax. And Xanax. And alcohol. Okay. Which all kind of melded in together. Yeah, addicts typically, it's rare that they just have one special. Yeah. And I would say he's an addict. Like, he's, like... I can get into it, but he went to rehab multiple times. So it's um, like after rehab, he would get addicted to like candy. Like he really, yeah. There's a lot of like he's just an addict. Yeah, like an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. The, people say that a lot about people with addictions that it's like a personality trait. Almost. For sure, you know, it's like in your DNA. Um, For sure, and, and we'll touch more on that because I, I want to touch a lot about how people with addiction, how it's a disease, and how people don't. Um, Put it in that category. I think it's that's something I wanted to get your your yeah. opinion on. Um, so your personal experience. So w- the interesting fact about this is that you had no idea your husband was an addict until he hit rock bottom. Right. I mean, I think I didn't know what addiction was. I, you know, now it's it's such a I've done such a one eighty because I now I'm like hyper aware of people and I almost would well and you've actually and say you've it. taken yeah. like instead of this being something that you've really take I mean I just applaud you so much like you've taken the time to learn educate yourself learn yeah. about it because it's like it was so foreign to you so foreign and and you you know that um it you know so I think there were obviously like little signs at at the beginning of our relationship even I mean I think he's always been an addict I think addicts. I do believe that they're born with it, um, that they have genetic predisposition predisposition to it. I also think um, like if things are going wrong in your life, everything can be an addiction. So I think it gets hype, you know, you're you're hyper on it. You know, someone told me once, not my therapist, but I read something that she told me to read. It said, you know, everything can be an addiction no matter like kind of depending on what you're going through. So um, I I do believe he's a true addict. Like if you write about it somewhere, he's the, he's the definition of it. You know, so there were little signs when we um, got together that I, even looking back, they would be too little for me to um, g- understand. Um, you know, we both drank a lot. We didn't have any children. We weren't married. And I think I was surrounded by that. So I think of like my friends did. And it it was nothing that we couldn't keep jobs or anything like that. So to me, the idea, I guess, of an addict back then was like someone 
Who's a junkie. Who's so a junkie, like sitting with a brown paper bag of alcohol and didn't have a home and didn't have family. That was like, it was either that or not. And Correct. I kind of believed. Yeah. I, I think, I think I, a lot of people are that way though. I certainly was. I mean, when I went to therapy for the first time, when he went to rehab for the first time, I walked into my same, who I still have to this day, therapist's office. And she said to me, what's your idea of an addict? And I, I answered it that way. I said, someone on low, we live in Chicago. And I said, someone on Lower Wacker Drive with a sign and a and a paper bag. Like no, like alcohol. shitty clothes and yeah. everything. It's like, yeah. And that's just not. And it's crazy because actually most addicts are people who have jobs and who, you know, when they live their life around hiding something, they're pretty good at it until the drug or alcohol or whatever it is they're addicted to overcomes them and then they can't and that's usually just a matter of time but it can be like you know with all i mean a huge thing that kind of goes hand in hand with family of addicts friends of addicts is enabling for sure which i certainly was and i think so they say like a defense mechanism for an addict is to do drugs or alcohol is to that's how they cope with life and an enabler or like i was we were in a codependent relationship i was certainly an enabler i probably have been an enabler my whole life which which you learn in therapy you learn and in therapy, go back. But, yeah. um, that's my form of coping. So, you know, he would take a Xanax or take an op- take a Norco or take or drink, and I would spend my days. And I didn't real. It's it's not until it's like hindsight's twenty twenty. But looking back, I feel so sorry for myself mm-hmm. that I was. That's how I was living day to day. You know, it, all you're trying to do when you're living with an addict, which you may not realize because it's your day-to-day experience, but is to make everything okay. So it's like walking on eggshells all day long, all night long. You know, I, I, I mean, these are red flags that I didn't know it then, but I would say to him, like, okay, can you take a nap today? Because we have a wedding tonight. And like, I, I said to him once, um, how come I can only talk to you for the first 20 minutes in the morning and it makes sense and then you don't make sense? And like... <laughs> I mean, but like I said funny, this out loud, but it's just like, yeah. and I said this out loud without being like something. Seriously yeah, something wrong. is seriously wrong. And I had right, but at this, people but tell when me you don't know, it, you yeah. Did. And it was like you, you're in denial, also. So a huge part of being an enabler and in a codependent relationship is denial. So you don't. It's like oh, as long as they say sorry, we can move on. Right. And he was not the type of addict that was like violent or anything like that. Luck, luckily, because mm-hmm. um, there's and I. I feel for people in that situation because it doesn't change. Like you're still an enabler and you're still in denial. So if someone's punching you or throwing shit at or throwing stuff at you, um, you're still denied. You're like, oh, if they say they're sorry, it's okay. Like yeah. I was dealing with like a liar zombie. I don't know if that makes right, sense. No. <laughs> like he was just there's all these things that come back, but I remember saying to him, like, why are you so slow? Like, what is wrong? Like, yeah. and then I would talk why to myself and be like, like maybe I married a moron. Like, yeah. I just am like, and that's going to be my life. You're like, why does it sound yes. like you have a mouthful of marbles? Yes. And so it's like, you just keep telling yourself these stories over and over right. to like and you make yourself of, feel better. Right. And you kind of also can convince yourself like, am I fucking crazy? Yeah. Well, and that's what and happens. And that's like a huge thing. And like, that's, I learned all addicts, about gaslighting. Right. That's like one of my favorite words. And he, it's, I, now I see it like with non-addicts and, and I'll the, be like, this person gaslighted me. Well, and just so, like, the pathological lying for sure so they all they're trying to, to do is they're just living keep their, their lives going they're living their lives waking up and Thinking being like about when can drug. i get high or drunk or whatever 
And then their whole life revolves around it. So it's just lies to keep up this facade that they think they have. And they're never going to be like, yeah, I guess I am a little no, drunk. Like, no, no they're going to fight you tooth and nail. And it's always like, you're crazy. Right. I'm fine. See, that's just like. So when you hear you're crazy, not, not, and not, it's not in those words all the time. It's not like you're crazy. It's it's like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm like tired. Yeah, like look of like, like, well, like that you're growing a horn out of your head. For like, sure. Like, yes. okay, maybe I'm being ridiculous. Yes. Now. And so when you hear that enough, it's abuse. And when you hear that, and they're not consciously abusing you, but they're abusing you. Right. So it's, um, you're still in an abusive relationship when this is when happening. When they're abusing yeah. substances. Because you're, and then the addict's partner or friend or mother and father or whoever is, you know, in in this situation, his wife, um, I was spending my days coping with making him feel okay and making other people feel like, oh, he's fine. Like trying to get other people to see what I see when in reality, I should have been seeing what they were seeing. Right. And I didn't. And I would get my, my reaction was to get like defensive, you know, or mad. And so I think at the beginning, it was fine. You know, after we got married, I mean, when I really noticed a change was when I got pregnant. And um, obviously, I wasn't drinking or doing anything. I was living my best life. And he wasn't. Like, he was continuing on. So I right. think and it you, was and, like, you, and then when you're, you know, more clear-headed yeah. and things like this. And, and it wasn't bad. Like, it was, again, and I was pregnant and completely sober. And it was not like you know, and, and we can get to it. But at the end, it was like a, gla- it was glaring. And and at this point, it was like subtle things. And then it got worse. And, you know, and even things I look back and I'm like, I knew it then. I mean, when I gave birth, he was high and I noticed it. And I think the nurses noticed it. I mean, mm-hmm. and it, he wasn't mean or anything. So that's the, but de- you're I just think, like, you're not there. I just was like, you're, you're not, not all there. there. Yeah. And like, why aren't you experiencing? I mean, I think it upset me the most because I remember sitting there being like, I'm doing this alone. Like, I'd almost rather him not be here. Cause mm-hmm. it was like, and what I've said a lot is like looking back again, I should stop saying looking back, but that's how well, but it I feels. think that, I mean, yeah, you gain so much perspective when you're, for sure. I mean, yeah, it's hindsight's 2020. Yeah. But at like that, I say, you know, I had a baby and a and like a a mischievous like teenager who wasn't listening to me, and it's like I didn't need that. No. So we let you know, and I had more and more people telling me, you know, some people I think in the right way, and some people I think in the wrong way, and that's not anyone's fault because no one really knows a lot yeah. about addiction. But I would say the people that knew about addiction, like you, mm-hmm. uh, not that you have like personal experience, but you understand. No, sure, it. I've been around addicts, and-, and um, so your way of like putting things in the conversation was helpful. Um, I had other people, it was really unhelpful. It made me feel really lonely. So I think. Yeah. And that's, and people have to remember, like, this isn't just some guy you're dating right. at this point. It's like the father even of if my it, child. Even if it was, it's, it's the father, of your, it's your yeah. husband. And then also he's the father of your child. That's never, you're going to be connected right. to him forever. Forever. And, and, yeah. and that's a great thing. And you have to navigate that on your own. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's not, and it's. I think people just really look down on they do. addicts and things like that, which because I think people think it's a discipline thing. I and, agree, and that's like, you know, and yeah, like that's how I used to think. Like, just get your shit together, just get like, it together. Yeah, go and out like, and party on a Saturday night and, and like, stop. and then get wake up, up and take a shower like everybody yeah. else. And and but for them, they just can't turn it off, works. right? And you know, so I do. I feel like this. Insane. Now I feel like this insane amount of empathy towards anyone. I mean, there's addictions all like food, everything, and it's like I do feel it because it's not as simple as like just have some self discipline. Right. And I think that's disregarding what all of 
what so many people in America and around the world deal Go with through. every day. Yeah. And so I think it could not, I mean, I think a lot of people say like, oh, this has nothing to do with me, but it's like, it does. Like someone is somehow affected by an addict. Everyone. Yes, whether you have a friend who's dealing with it, whether and it's like to just, if everyone could know about it. Well, and just everyday people. Yeah. I mean, just kind of being, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a fact in yeah. the United States. Opioid addiction, addiction yes. is a huge crisis. Yes. So the more we can learn about it and know about it, I think is super important. And just and to start off, so your husband had shoulder. He was a hockey yeah. player. So he played hockey, and then he he was always like in pain. So even before we got married, he had shoulder surgery, and I think that's when it started. It, yeah, it was so little this bit. isn't like him was, like going down to a dark alley. No, he was prescribed these for a while. Right. I mean, eventually it becomes out of control, sure. and it's not prescribed but I mean I think his main thing was like at the beginning was that he was in pain and you know he was prescribed whatever I think it was Vicodin then and it was a prescription I mean I saw it and, sure. it and it was definitely they were all the same color you know later on you find out that they're getting it from other sources and they're it's all like different colors in a pill and you're yeah. like or in a bottle and you're like okay this doesn't make sense even then I was like oh well maybe he he's got just, it from some other doctor yeah. like, maybe just, he's just consolidating yeah, bottles right, right. You, like, you just make up these stories in your head but he certainly started because it, because at that time it wasn't fathomable no. to you that you would take these medications when for I thought, fun and I thought drug dealers sold heroin yeah like I didn't I'm, I was so naive and I really didn't understand it and I really thought drug like I wouldn't even have put a prescription drug in something that you could get addicted to. Right. Like I didn't understand. I was like, oh if you get it from a doctor then it must be then it's fine. They yeah. know what they're doing. They know to prescribe these. And now I think doctors are getting better with opioids. But yeah. but back then they Yeah the restrictions now are crazy. Yeah. But I mean he had a prescription great. for a long, long time and it's like after everything I've heard now, it's like he should have had a prescription for maybe two months. And then it should be like, you're still in pain. You need to do you need all to come of these in other things. And we need to yeah. reassess this, you know, yeah. reevaluate the surgical site and things like that. For sure. So I think that was a huge problem. And I'm not even blaming the doc. I'm not really blaming anyone. I just think no. that's how it started. It turned into, you know, hey, if I take this pill and drink alcohol, and this was much later, but it's like, oh, the effects are even better. And I think he also was very, like, Well, really numbed you out. I th he wanted to be numb. So clearly he was, like, depressed about something else, or he was, you know, or- Just going through life going through stuff, stuff, let's be honest. And like, having a cope. new baby is hard, but yeah. we all don't go get high. Right. But when you are have, it's kind of like a perfect storm, but again, it can happen to anybody. For sure. So somebody that you don't think has addictive personalities, like, sometimes substances can really dig their claws in For people. sure. And I think people deal with it different. I mean, they're, like, I've learned so much, but there are people that exercise too much. That's an addict. Like, yeah. Who are obsessed about what they eat, like, to a point where it could- It's not Anything that takes yeah. over your life is not- Is not- Is an addiction and is, is, not, an, and is yeah. not normal. And, and it healthy. may perhaps be like something healthy, like like eating healthy is not. No one's going to be like, oh, that's a bad thing, right? But in that person's mind, right. it's not fun, and for it's them. all they're thinking about. So mm -hmm. if something becomes all you're thinking about, it's like how can I get my hands on this? Like I'm uh, just going to eat. I'm like just going to eat sprouts for lunch, right, I'm gonna go and to then the, I'm not going to eat anything. Right. And then tomorrow I'm going to work out this time and this, this, and this. I'm going to be so like, proud of myself. Yeah. And like, it but becomes, it's but it still never gets to that point though. Most of the time with no. addicts or any when you're addicted no. to anything, it never is enough. No. That's the thing. Well, you're chasing. It's like what they say about people who take heroin for the first time. And I just read that I could be wrong, but they always say the first time's amazing. And then they're just chasing that high. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's so, so many overdoses because they're just trying to get that high that they're never going to get again. Right. And I think that's the same. I think, and you, you know, my husband became, um, you know, as my therapist would say, like, you need more and more or else 
you be, have a tolerance to it. So yeah, it's like for sure. he would take more and more. And then clearly the doctors couldn't prescribe enough. So clearly he was buying it. And it's, by the way, I've learned like so easy to buy. Yeah. I, I didn't, I thought he would have to go to like, you know, wherever. Yeah, you, like you think like you're going to like place. a dark alley. Yeah, it's like he'd have to, he and you're talking wear a vest to the, and talk to a to the, head gang member. To the drug, drug addicts when with in, the dirty clothes yeah. and the brown paper bag. And in but reality, like, no, the person who sold to, like, to him for a while a was a lawyer. Yeah, I was just going to say, you go down to your <laughs> lawyer's office yes. and like, but I don't know how that whole But it was like no works, big deal. But. It was like they were friends. Like they were not, I mean, they were friends though. Like yeah, they, oh, like, for sure. Like if I, if, if he called this guy, I would be like, oh yeah, it's your friend. Like it becomes so like, and also when There's you're- There's not like a shady person no. lurking around. And when you're, when you're living with an addict, like all you want are these signs to be like, you're right, he's fine. Mm-hmm. So any little thing. So it's like, yeah, this person would call him. And, and like in my head, it's like, you're not really that good friends with him where he's calling you like at 10 o'clock at night. Right. But in my head, I'm like, oh, they're friends. Like- He's his lawyer. Yes, he's a lawyer. Yes. Like, of course. Like, yes. you start thinking like that. So you're just con- – and, and that's why, like, you be like, – like, you could, in, not, you know, in, in, in some ways look at me as an addict because it's the same thing. If your whole life is revolved around this person's feelings, that's a problem. That's right. an addiction. I mean, they call it enabling, but to me it's the same kind of addiction. Like, he's out there trying to find dr- um, drugs and alcohol and I'm – out there being like, let me make sure everything's okay. I'm going to make sure this house is perfect. But you didn't go out seeking it, so no, to speak. No, totally. So that's why they don't call yeah, it Yeah, I, I think that's a – I understand what yeah. you're saying with the similarities, but I think – You're totally right. It's yeah. not an addict, but it's it's similar. But it's just something that, that you – yes, you could have been an enabler your whole life, but I think that – I mean, you didn't – certainly didn't ask no. for this situation or and usually, like, bring it on yourself And not to, like, anything. put more and more on myself. But, like, you, you can enable in different ways. So, like, if you're an enabler, usually you don't just need someone to become an enabler. Like, you have done it for a while, mm-hmm. not knowing you're doing it. And maybe not with an addict, maybe with something else. But for me, it's, like, I would say to your listeners, like, therapy is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And, like, not only – like – it's funny because you go to therapy for one thing and I, I went into – so so anyway, my husband got worse and worse and there was one instance where it was really bad and my family was around and it was like – to me, it was basically an ultimatum to me. Like you can't see what's going on. He needs to go to rehab. And you were like, for what? Like, and I remember and saying – like, and I was like, for what? And you came – I mean, you yeah, were there. And you were like – I was like, rehab very, is for is for You like were like losers. Di- distraught. And I just yes. remember you were very unaware, which – a lot to- of people so are unaware. of what pill popping for, is. I had no idea. Because for me, I've experimented with it not like when you – You've tried it. I've tried it, yeah. yeah. I personally like the effects. Right. Thankfully, I don't have an issue with it and I don't seek it out or anything. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a known fact. It brings you some euphoric right. type of feeling. But for me, it was like, oh, if you take a pill, you're prescribed to it. Of and course. It's fine. And, and like, it's fine. But so you, he's going to rehab for what? Well, and I mean, it was like – And also his downfall – I mean, he was kind of like – yeah, I mean, he wasn't making sense, and right. many people saw it. So I shouldn't say it, like the climax of it was this one in this one night where it was like you couldn't get away from because there was fifteen other people. And in it's the, the worst feeling when you're sitting there like I got to get out of here. Like for me, yeah, it was like please, like someone was transport like a me out. Yes, on your head, like you need to. He needs to go to rehab now, or yes. he's gonna die. And you or- can't at that point. And they say this a lot about like codependent relationships or enablers, but like. For me, at that point, it's like you can't not see it. Right. Even though I was still unaware. They were like you peeling can't. your eyes open and yes. being like, look at this. And you're like, okay. Yes. But still you had no – so we went I to rehab. So, so we went you to rehab. no idea and, still like you're still learning about this. Well, and what I know now is like, you know, of course, he's going to rehab. So in my head, it's like, oh, he goes to rehab and he's better. 
And right. like, like that. Yeah, you were very much like 45 days. He's going to be home. And it'll be easy. And I had no, no thought of like. That this is going to happen again. I'll do it again. I was like, this is just going to fix him and I love him and he'll come back and be a great husband and father and like, we'll be happily ever after. Like I remember, like I have had um, friends and exes that are addicts and I remember the number one thing with addicts and stuff is that you say you can't, you have to live one day at a time. Yeah. An addict cannot say I will not use today. And he was not doing that. And you were like, I need you to promise (laughs) me that this is never going to happen again. (laughs) Ever again. And he was like, I can't. And that was driving you bananas. And I was trying to help you. Yes. I'm like that's I mean, the I one nothing. thing that yeah I knew nothing about but AA you, one but step you, at a time. What you nothing. did was you educated like you, went, yeah. you were like okay yeah let's get down to it which is my favorite to thing to do. So like what helped me a lot was like reading other people's stories and like going online till three and which also was not that that yeah you know, but if you've never great like thing to do but. You I just didn't calm yeah. me down. I just wanted to learn. And people, you know, my therapist was like, try Al-Anon. And I did try it. I didn't love it. It didn't feel like I connected to it. But the one thing but you I wish I would have done it. I was going to therapy. I, sometimes I think I should do more of Al-Anon because I feel like I could help other people. Like, yeah. back then it was like, I don't want to hear this. This girl is talking about her. Stuff that's so yeah, weird. That, like, my, that he's never a heroin addict. Yeah, he's, like, a, he's a crack addict and he's over there. He crashed his yes. car. Like, I was like, this is, we're a very like normal addict. <laughs> he's like a one. <laughs> yeah. He's like an an early addict. Yeah. So like it didn't make sense. I had no idea. And I definitely thought that. Little do I know. I mean, now I look back and my therapist, she didn't, you know, what's great about therapy too is they don't like tell you. They just want to hear what you have to say and kind of gu- guide you in, to come up with it on your own. And she told me way later, you know, 90% of people who are forced to go to rehab, it doesn't work. Right. And and I didn't, I thought like rehab was like getting a pill again to like solve your problem. So he went to rehab. He, we talked a lot while he was in rehab, like as you know, and a lot of it was like, selfish. I mean, I think addicts are super selfish people and I think they, everything's always about them. And I think they always will be. And like, we can get to where he is now, but like, they are always selfish people. And and he was before. And yeah, he was before. And I knew that. Like, when I married him, it was like a joke that he was selfish. Right. And, that, and there's and nothing, I mean. To ever, me, it was like a cute, like, funny little right. personality trait. And but then when annoying. you what any personality trait you mix with yes. being an addict, it turns into it's a bad amplified. Thing. Right. Yeah. So he went to rehab. He came back from rehab. And, like, I still, I have to tell you, was, like, totally in the dark. Like, he definitely was acting different. And in my head, I was like, oh, he's tired. Or he's as, you know, like, he's on, he told me he took allergy medication. It's like, I truly believe. like, And maybe he was, but he took, like, a whole box of Sudafed. But the thing is, like, either (laughs) way, it's like, I wish I could, like, well, I'm glad I went through all I went through because I wouldn't be where I am now. So I'm not going to say, but, like, I wish there was, like, someone back there that, like, like me, myself, talking to me, being like, you really think he's behaving this way because he's on allergy medication. So I think what happened was he did stop drinking for a while, but he was doing other stuff. And it's like, then he decided yeah, he to t- get- he thought, if I take out the alcohol, it won't it'll amplify be fine. the opioids. Yes, like in his like mind, he's right. constantly like trying to balance it out. And it's like, in reality, this guy, it's so obvious. I mean, it's so obvious when he takes, he could take like a half of a Norco or, or something. Like, I'm sure he told himself that a bunch of times. Like, right. I just need to level out or yeah. what, whatever addicts tell themselves, which is a lot of that. Like, I just need this to, or I'm going to do this one more day and then yeah. I'm not going to do it anymore. And well, my, like, my shoulder kind of hurts. Yeah. Today, so I just need to take it, it one time and then I'll figure it out. So I think he did that a lot. And, like, the truth is, and I think addicts, it's very obvious. I think a lot of addicts can't, um, like, be, be, be normal. normal, I guess I would say. Um, 
So his was really obvious, not to me at this point, but then I had other people and then I kind of like to make a longer time, shorter time, like to explain it. But like I had good people and bad people. And my advice would be like, no, I feel like no one ever supports, no one ever talks about like the person who's living with an addict. Yeah. And no one, I did read like an awesome book, which our friend told me to read. Um, Now I forget the name of it, but I'll think of it. Um. But, like, it was also made into a movie with Steve Carell where he was, like, oh, um, boy. beautiful boy. Beautiful boy. Um, I didn't see that. And I, I read the book. Bo- the book was awesome. And it really, like, it was about a dad with a son with addiction, which I think is different because I think – I mean, I, I have one all, daughter, but I can't imagine. I think all relationships yes. – like, I think it's when it, there's a parent-child deni- dynamic. Because to me, you can't white, walk away. Sister. You can't yeah. walk away from that, but th- you can. Like, at some point, you have to. I mean, I look back and I'm like, God, if he – if this instance didn't happen, I mean, obviously something was going to happen, but it's like I definitely needed someone to tell me. Like, how long was I going to live? But I think that's the thing. You have to come, yes. like, have that. Because, like, what you were saying, like, if people, yes, you had good people that supported you and bad supported you, but. No one knows. So I don't blame if, For me, like, I couldn't tell you no. what was, I was, it's kind of like what you are saying about therapy. Like, I could feed you little yes. niblets. But yes. I'm not going to sit there and say your husband's on something. Which I would say you are a good support. I mean, there and, and right. I don't blame anyone. I don't no. think anyone knows enough about addiction. So I think it's like I had other people be like, you need cra- to leave. You need him. to leave. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. This is so crazy. And it's like, That's, oh my God, I'm not crazy. Like, now you're telling me I'm crazy. Well, and, and, and yeah. being married to an addict, I, I want to get this point across, doesn't necessarily mean you're getting divorced. Right. Your relationship's well, and over. I think and most I think people think that. You're working and through, but I think people think just cut that out. Just cut it out. It's and like, not you know, that simple. No, and ever. also, like, kids are without kids. kids. It's not that simple. No kids. Like, I, lo- I love him still. Yes. I love him. It doesn't mean I want to be with him. It means I love him. I care about his future. I care. About him as about a dad. About him as a dad. He's a great dad. For sure. Now. I mean, yeah. But like. Well, right. Now, I think it's hard. That's why I wish everyone would learn about it. I yeah. think people, if we could just talk more about it and make it and that less. That kind of goes with everything in, yeah. in life. Like if you just yes. educate yourself a little bit about it, you might be more empathetic. For sure. And I think addicts, most of them have mental illness. And I think like I've and then read just, a lot about the correlation between that. And I think it's like feeding that. I don't know what the mental illness is with him. I like. I don't know that. I don't necessarily know. I'm not a doctor. I can't. But I, from what I've read, a lot of addiction starts with mental illness because right. they don't know what's going on. And so they want somebody to kind of like yes. cover it up or make them feel quote unquote yes. normal. Yes. Or not feel what they're feeling. For sure. So I think that's how it starts. And then you become physically addicted yes. to it. So it's, right. he was physically and, and, and mentally addicted. And that's the thing too where it's like with this physical addiction, mm-hmm. which is the biggest part when people are like, oh, the willpower. It's, it's no joke. It's also like, it's also like people can die. Like yeah. at, at the point. You need to go through wait, a medical be- detail. Before he stopped um, doing all this, which was like a year ago, um, he like, he would have died if he tried to do it himself. Like he was so far. I mean, he really like hit rock bottom. That's a whole nother story. But like he, um, like if he would have, tried to get off alcohol. Because at that point, he was drinking alcohol in the morning. He, I believe. I mean, I right. don't know. But I think so. And he was doing pills. He was doing everything too much. And I mean, from what I've read and what people have told me, if he tried to just stop that on his own, he would have died. Yeah. Like that's how – when you're physically addicted to – and, and alcohol is the only thing – I learned this too. Alcohol is the only thing to ease you can you die from withdrawal from. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can obviously die an overdose with everything. Well, and also but most and a lot of addiction withdrawal, you have to use the drug to withdraw off of it. Right. So, so I, 
Yes. You can't trust an addict to be like, now just no. take one of these. And it's like you're supposed to use one tomorrow. Um, this drug called Ativan. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to use that to get off alcohol. And um, not to get in his story, but like I remember being like, well, why is he taking that? Like you guys know he's addicted to this. And they were like, all right, ma'am. Like, <laughs> yeah, we know. But like he's going to die if he doesn't get it. So right. in my head, I'm just like, and you're right to say it. Like for sure, you need to take the drug. Yeah. Because I, I mean, his got so – I think his got into like whatever he could get his hands on. Like yeah. if someone was like, "Take this, you'll right. feel better." Like here, take yeah, drink this bottle of Nyquil, yeah, or whatever. And that's just not no, none of that. It's so bad for your body. No, and so what? You happened, can only last so yeah. long on that before the wheels come off, right? So he went to rehab, came back. Was this? It was kind of got worse, got worse, got worse. Then like found his own rehab. Like this became so crazy, and it was like a outpatient rehab. Um, which is fine. And they do. I mean, it's a good place. Like I read about it. But like, you know, then he started talking about things. And I think these are like big clues. Like he was like, well, you know, I'm going to ask my doctor. As I remember this one conversation. Like I'm going to ask my doctor for antibuse. Like, and I was like, what is that again? What is that? And he's like, oh, it makes you sick if you try to drink. And then I'm like, okay. Yeah. Then you're not – like, that's like someone – like, it doesn't make sense No, that you have to get the tools to yes. not want to put the drink in your yes. mouth. So he went to rehab, like, this outpatient again. So this was his second rehab. And then, you know, and then after that, like, that's kind of – it was well, about then, six months. Yeah, it was, six months it after got really bad. And then it was like – he was like, I'm going to go get – a Gatorade at the gas station well, and be like, gone for like four hours. Yeah, I mean, or I'm going to go. And it became like I'm being abused. And, yeah. and you have a two-year-old daughter yeah. at this point. Yeah, and it was like, I'm going to go pick up tacos for dinner. And this is the thing about addicts. Like my my therapist always says, like, how do you know an addict's lying? And I was like, how? She's like, they open their mouth. That's a good, that's and it's, interesting. It's so true because he, I mean, I'd be there like, and again, and it's like you start to get. Because he's just so used to lying. For sure. And I've been out of therapy, like I, or not out of, I've been in therapy at this point, like when this all started happening, it was probably like a year and a half probably. And that's when you start to like, your eyes start to open. Because it's not that the therapist is saying like, listen, he's still doing this. Like right. it was she's just like just she's like, opening when your you eyes you, to You're it. like getting the tools and yes. you're learning about it. And now you're like, okay, that's And so I remember so with normal. like the tacos one night, this <laughs> is like a funny, but it weirdly, like I remember it because I think it was one of the times where I'm like, you're not crazy He's crazy. Right. In my mind. He's not crazy, but like. But like you were just like, stop gaslighting. Whoever's crazy. It's not me. And (laughs) so he like said, okay, I'm going to go out for tacos. And it's like one of those things where like he would walk during that time, like he would come home from work and it was always an excuse that he was going to be late or why he was going to be late. And I remember him coming up the back from the garage and I would be like, why are you behaving? Like, why are you so tired? And he's like, Long day at work. I'm really tired. Like, when in reality, I'm just like, whatever. And, and a lot of it was like, I had a two-year-old. So it was like, whatever. Right. I can't like, deal I just with need this to get through. shit. Yeah. And so he was like, I'm going out for tacos. And he was gone for three and a half hours. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, to the point where I made dinner for my daughter and I, ate it, cleaned Clean the up. dishwasher, got ready for bed, got in bed, and he came home without the tacos. And, like, and had a long, elaborate story on what happened. Now, clearly, I can look back and say he was obviously out of whatever he wanted, like, nor- whatever he was taking, and he had to go get it. And, like, wherever he was going, he had – that was his mission. And so he told me three different – and then he was high because he, he took it. Right. And so people who are high, like, don't realize how, du- how dumb they sound with their stories. And so he told me one story, like, oh, I drove there and the ta- – no, f- meanwhile, this taco place is, like, three blocks. He didn't need to drive. Right. Um, but he's like, I pulled up, then I almost got a ticket. And then another story was like, I got pulled over and they gave me a DUI test and I passed. Duh. 
<laughs> you're just I don't like, believe either of these things. He's like, happen. let me just make the story so elaborate, so crazy, and that's what they do. And, that and then you're like, just like, I don't even care. I got to get yes. my daughter up, and yes, go. and they lie about everything. So like to the point, I remember telling my therapist, like, it's not always lying about drugs or alcohol. It's it's not like anything. It's like, where'd you park the car? Or or I would say, why is the car not in the garage? And he'd be like, it is. And I'd be like, no, well, you parked it down the street. Is- and then he's like, I just didn't want to tell you I parked it down the street. Like when you get caught and you're like, okay, it's not in the garage. I see it right there. Yeah. And he's like, well, I just didn't want to make it a big deal. I'm like, make it a big deal. Right. So they just lie. It's like they go for the lie. That's just – and it's just a shitty way to live Because they're used to person. lying all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean – So they just go for the lie. So yeah, he did that. He lied and lied and lied. And then at one point, I remember – there wasn't like a real like I, – actually, there was – so he the night that I told him he had to leave, um, he said he came in and he said, um, like, I'm fine. And he was obviously high. And I it was in my face, like, I'm not crazy. I had someone over. I was over. Okay. So okay. <laughs> so you were over and you looked at me like you see that. You didn't say that. But right, you were but just I was like, looking at you like And I said out loud, I see this. I want you to know that I see this. Mm-hmm. Like because it was, like, one of these points where I'm, like, I'm not crazy. Like, he's Well, you're, high. like, am I crazy? Let's see if yeah. somebody else Yes, it's, like, I needed someone like there to be. And then it's, like, you you almost, like, I almost was, like, it's wait, like I want her to know. I yeah. want her to know that I know that and I'm And that not you're this going way. through this. Yes. And that I'm, yeah. But at that point, I just wanted, like, you to know for some reason. It's, like, validated me that, like, yeah. I see what you see. I can, yeah. I and bet that feels it felt, lonely when you fe- are in that It's really yourself. lonely, and it's like, I'm not the crazy one. And then he walked over. Like, I had made dinner, and he ate some dinner, and he was super high, and he does this thing. I could always tell, like, what he's on because it makes him different. And mm-hmm. so those, like, pain pills just made him sleep, like, for hours and hours during the day. And he was real me. I mean, there were times where he would take a nap for four hours, and then he'd wake up and be like, why didn't you wake me up? Yeah. Like, you know, like, stuff like, like that where I'm fault. like, that's your fault. Like, you don't see it's me your taking problem. a nap. Yeah. So anyway, this night, and he went over, and he poured a glass of wine and told me it was LaCroix and yes. drank it. And I think he was ready for this to be done, too. I mean, to be honest, like, at that point, like, he, he was, was just like, full. I don't know if he was even coherent enough to know that, but it was so obvious that you couldn't, as an enabler or a codependent person. You couldn't ignore you it. You couldn't ignore it. It was red wine in a cup, and he said it was La- grapefruit LaCroix. And, like, seems so crazy, but, like, I was, like, just get out. Like, I, once you laugh, like, it yeah. wasn't in front of it, but, like. I said to him, like, I cannot deal with this anymore. You got to get out. You're like, one second yeah. is too long. And him, le- so he left, and we've actually been separated ever since then, which is like two years ago. Mm-hmm. But um, he left, and he got way worse. and Way, 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 way worse. Um, and I thought, but at least at that point, it was like, I don't have to deal with this day-to-day anymore. And like, right. It was sad in my mind for our daughter, she doesn't remember, thank God. But like he was just he got worse. It was like he would come over and I'd always say to him, like, why are you so hungover? Like you're on something. I know it. So I would I would be hyper aware of it because like I could see it kind of stepping out right. of it. And like I didn't want him around her. I didn't yeah. want that. So you, there were times so he didn't see her for a while. And mm-hmm. um she didn't ask about him to be honest. Like she was little and I didn't I didn't want to be around it. And um I said to him like you can come and see her and he kind of agreed it wasn't like he was like i'm gonna come over there like it was like he was like yeah he was just like oh okay like he was to the point where like he was so numb that i think like he didn't he had no fight he had nothing in him and it was just like he was defeated and he was just gonna drink himself to death honestly and like so he's been sober for a year and really sober 
And he's been like, and he's like the person who fell in love with. Yeah, and he's like a great dad. And we're not focused, you know, and there's a lot. Like, I don't know if I can ever get over what he did. And I, to be honest, like, probably not. Yeah, and, like, that's not really on your radar, And it's right? not on my radar right now. And there's like other stuff that he's dealing with. But like, he's been there. And it's crazy when you see someone that's so dependable now and like, shows up it's such simple thing but you always find yourself second guessing that i did for a while i still do it's always yeah. in the back of my See, mind that's like the hard thing, like i right? wouldn't i wouldn't i actually say now like i would be surprised if he showed up like totally rip roaring drunk like i would be like what but i wouldn't be totally surprised so it's not right. like it's not like i'm i would like he's not gonna pull any wool nothing's more surprising anymore. than what happened when he first went to rehab yes 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 right totally like that point. was like Good the, point. The yeah. rug got pulled out for that was. But at the same time, like, so what's like the re, like relapse rate for, so for addicts? It's like very it's a, pretty it's high. really high. So they would say, I mean, the thing is, like, there's so much to it. And like, you can never say, there are people that have been sober for 30 years. Yeah. And that, they still go to that, meetings like they, every but day, also who every relapse. week. Yeah. And there's, and, and they look at a relapse differently. Like, and again, I would with him too. Like, if he relapsed and he was honest about it, and we've had lots of conversations about it, but like, I would be there for him in the way that I'm there for him now. Right. It's, it's, I cannot It's not going to mess up your whole day-to-day no. life like it was. No. Like and I can't live my life. Yeah. I can't live my life based on what he's doing. So what is great about now and like what's so freeing that you don't – it's not like, oh, he left or, oh, he got sober and like I'm free. Like it's a really – it's a process. But like looking – it's all about looking back like I said before. But it's like I look back and I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I'm li- living this life. It makes me shiver to think – that I could still be living what I was living. Yeah, still people, now, and people, people live do like it forever. That their whole life, people do it for fifty years. I mean, yeah, there's people who do it forever and ever and ever. And to me, I'm like, that is the worst case. Scenario. Yeah, being through it, like you imagine doing that one more minute, no, and like being. So, I mean, also it was always like you're just worried all the time. So like, if anyone's listening that is dealing with this, like it's so normal to be like, like I was worried when family would come over, or people would come over, and like everything was just this like triple struggle like, that it didn't need your anxiety to be. level has reduced by like 90 percent. yes because it was you were just all based very, around like controlling like everything. and who's gonna walk through the door yeah yeah and who's like, gonna walk through the door which was my and biggest when thing. are they gonna walk through the Who door is this and guy? what is he gonna be at? like it's just it's, it's scary su- and it sucks and it's not it's nothing about that is worth it like it I think, like, in there my mind, There was like, hardly any ups during that time. No. Is what you're saying. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, well, at least Cap and I had him around. Like, no. no there was nothing no, good. It, and, and, and I'm fine that it took that long. Like, all of that is, like, was obviously a process, but I'm, like, so much happier now to not have those feelings and it shows. of just, like, eggshells. And it shows. Like, yeah. you really, like, put in the work. Granted, it's work that you shouldn't have had to do right. in the first place, but at least you were like, I'm going to figure out and get to the bottom of, yeah, you know, because a and lot you of times about yourself, a ton. you learn like about yourself. Outside of the, not, that was a huge part of it, right? Because you you're not an addict, but you are living with an addict for sure. An and addiction. you learn about like your way. Like we've talked about this before, but like you're, I'm such a people pleaser. Most enablers are huge people, mm-hmm. and so like. What gives me anxiety now, like thinking back on that, was I was trying to please everybody. I was trying to like explain to my friends and family that, oh, he's fine. He just had a bad night or he's fine. He's just out of it or he's tired. He's like got really bad allergies. And to myself, I'm trying to explain like he's fine. But it's like no one's taking care of you. Like no one was taking care of me because I wasn't taking care of me. So like you're just like no one was looking out for me. Like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the reasoning behind like other people, like friends and family that – you know, weren't, I guess, and it's not their fault. So I hate to say like weren't supported, but like, or supportive, but 
was like, but oh, your daughter, your daughter, your daughter. Like no one, um, a lot of people didn't say like you. Right. And it's in your. And I did. I was told, oh, we wouldn't even be saying anything to you if you didn't have a daughter. So like no one. That just like reinforces That's the fact. Nice. Right. And, and it people, reinforces that people in your mind, you're like, well, no one cares about me. And I think people who are enablers have really low self-esteem and you're kind of like, this is how it is. This is just how I'm going to live my would life. Would you advise, like, so if somebody didn't know what to say or they know themselves that maybe they're, they don't be, like agree with what you're doing or whatever it is, do you like recommend that person maybe not say anything at all? I mean, I think rather than say the wrong thing that makes you feel like shit. Yeah, I don't I guess know. Just no, I think it was good to hear. Every, I honestly actually not say anything at all. I think it was good to hear it. That's a good question. You know, because I, you know, there's a lot of people it. out there that are just like, you know, I yeah, that are dicks. I mean, and they that's don't why I understand wish. it, and they don't want to be supportive and whatever. And I think, but but if I wouldn't have heard everything, like the amount that I heard, I don't know if I would have like went to therapy or like yeah so i think like and when you're an enabler like you're and you so can't, and you sensitive. can't really censor what people say no and you can't it's kind of what you take from it and like i appreciate it because i do think everyone i i also think people get really nervous like some of the people like i think people get nervous because they're like wait i can't call someone in at it like i can't say he's an alcoholic because like are people then going to look at me and think I drink too much? Or yeah. like, so I think people have issues with that. So sometimes people don't say anything for that. And it's like, you can tell if someone's, and I, you know, I would say, say something, but just maybe like read about it or talk yeah. to someone before about you take it. that step and maybe just, yeah. Cause but enablers are really sensitive people too. So like, even something you don't think is and maybe at that if, time. Or if you're just, maybe you're not an enabler in every sense of your life. But right. with that situation, it's very sensitive. For sure. They're, but enabler, situation, like, like if they're enabling. Pe- yeah. Codependent this- people have the same trait. Like a lot, not all the same traits. Right. But there are like a few traits that are very similar, which is like people pleasing. Um, codependency. Codependency and anxiety. So like the reason they have anxiety and you can usually see it mm-hmm. is because they're trying to make everything okay. So it's like, you know, I lived with like if my house looks clean and like my daughter looks good in her clothes and like I am dressed normal, like my bed is made. Then they're not going to see anything. They're not going to see past. That. That's what they want to see. And it's like the jig is up. The jig is like up. everyone sees it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's that's good advice. And again, like researching, I'm sure like Alanon has like stuff on their website you can look into as well. I think Alanon's awesome. I had a weird experience because I wasn't ready for it. Right. So I was And I think that's I with everything. Back. Yeah. Because yeah. I think your, you know, therapy and, and knowledge and everything and your work with this can help a lot of people. Yeah. I would love, yeah. And I always, <laughs> yeah, now, I mean, again, yeah, I would love, I, like, it's like when you see people, you know, I went on a trip recently yeah. and I saw, it was almost like a, P- I had like PTSD because I was like, oh, this girl. You had a friend yes. that his boyfriend was an obvious alcoholic. Like, just and, like, and, and, I, and I am hyper aware, but like, he's clearly an alcoholic. And you're at like a nice, like, 3 p.m. barbecue. And yeah. He was just like wasted. And apparently, this happens a lot. This is not like a one Like, you were thing. the only person that was like, yeah. rolling, like, yeah. You were trying to like make eye contact. Yeah. And people were like, what? What's yes. up? And you're like, and people were like, it it's is kind of like that is. same thing, but it's like, no. But I'm like, I'm it. not crazy. At least now it's like, I'm not crazy. Right. And I said to her, if you want to talk to somebody, 
I'm happy to talk to you about it. And she said to me, we're not even that good of friends. But and you she just, just like felt me, like you needed to help. Yeah. And which is so out of nowhere. I can't like, I don't know yeah, why no, I did that. I get it. If someone did that to me, I'd be like, who does that girl think she is? But like, but you would still <clears> maybe like I just put it in the back of your mind or whatever. And she was like, for what? And I said, well, your boyfriend's an alcoholic. <laughs> That's really and, what she wanted to hear and, at her, and she at her was family like, barbecue. She was, no, and she was like, I know. Really? And I said to she her. She just didn't care. He's just your boyfriend. Like, you can get out of this. Yeah, like yeah. abort. Yeah, abort get out, mission. get out, get out. Yeah, get out. red siren, red flag. And I just everywhere. said, like, here's, like, this is how not good of friends we are. Like, here's my number. <laughs> <laughs> and I live me. in Chicago. And I live in Chicago. Call me. When you want to talk about this. <laughs> but, and, I mean, but she got in, like, we were kind of standing on the side, and she's like, I mean, he drinks when he wakes up. And I was like, well, he's addicted. He's physically imagine? addicted. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I felt, I mean, like, my whole body was like, oh, my God. And you could see in her, like, she d- did a lot of that at the barbecue. We're like, oh, he's okay. You know, we went to like, a baseball oh, game. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And they, you try to, like, make it better. Like, we went to a baseball game. And, like, what I used to do with... With your, my with partner your was yeah. like was like um oh well you know he just can't go out two nights in a row it just it just makes totally. him crazy and it's like and that's you actually what do that and that's actually what addicts do I think to themselves too mm-hmm. they're like well I probably blacked out because I drank all day and, and this, I didn't this, eat this. enough right. or I ate or I and sometimes that is the case I like to drink and things like but that there's but there's a difference between, there's a big difference like that and also happen. when there's a pattern like exactly I, I think like. For sure, I I'm not gonna sit here and say I have never gotten drunk. Like, right, I certainly have. I'm aware of it, yeah. and I'm aware of it the next day. And I don't drink again the next morning to make myself feel, <laughs> feel better, better about the night before. And so, then like, just continue yeah. that cycle. And I think that's like what a lot of addicts do. It becomes that. I think oh. it starts out different. I mean, I really I can't go out more than once a week. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like I'm feeling it on Thursday from like Saturday. I know. So. <laughs> I just think that's getting older. But like, yes, what it is. addicts would do, like in this situation, like what he would have done is like take a Norco the next morning and then a Xanax and then the next morning. And then, and then got like a drink five. at like, right. And then been like, oh, it's what time is it? And then drink. And then it's like you're never out of it. Right. You're never fully sober. No. So it's it, like, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. So, yeah. And so now he is sober, like, for now, for today. For and today, yeah. I don't focus on it because I've learned a lot about because that. Because you're, you're, you've started your own, you're, yeah. you're, you're independent of his choices. And his choices no longer affect my actions. So, or my thoughts. Which is huge. You know, I mean, yeah. it takes people a long time to get to that point. And I'm not saying it's like that every day. I mean, there are certainly, but, but he, like, what's nice about it is, like, also just because he's behaved well, like, well, in quotes, or been sober, that doesn't make me think, like, oh, he's good now. Like, Come on, so it comes both ways. Yeah. My daughter from school. Right. Like, it comes both. It's like both sides of it. Nothing they do, like, what you want to work for, what I've worked in in therapy is that nothing, either good or bad, is going to affect how I behave. So right. it's like, yes, he's been sober for a year. That doesn't make me erase what's happened. It's kind of almost a little bit like infidelity. Yeah, it it feels. Well, I mean, you know, like you're kind of like, and you've said that before, and it's the same thing. Somebody's done something to you. You can't erase it. It's in the past. You've moved forward it, but you're always going to have that in the back of your mind. And then during it, it's like they are cheating on you because it's like, yeah, what is the secret of life? Well, and I'm sure there's a lot of how are you choosing that over me and and our daughter? A ton of, I mean, they can't help it. Where infidelity is a little bit like you're really selfish, yeah, because it's. I mean, I don't know. That's no, a whole, I get that's a whole nother episode. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, you're right. Like, you do like like a lot of what I felt 
even at the beginning of therapy and during therapy, like that I've had to think a lot about was like not being such a victim. Like, I think it's kind of like, oh, well, this is my life. And like, oh, um, this is how everybody is or or why. And then to him, it's like, how could you do this to me? How could you? And it's like when you try to get out of that victim mentality, it's like so empowering. Yeah. Because you're like, wait, I'm in control of my life. Like, I'm not going to let his actions define whether I go to a wedding or go to a dinner with my friend. I mean, yeah. I used to, I mean, like what was going on in my mind I used to say all the time, we never even got to have like those normal couple fights where it's like you didn't load the dishwasher, you didn't take the garbage out because we were fighting about like, can you just be normal? Can you go to dinner and I didn't and be even normal? Say sober because I didn't even know back right. then that's but what it was. Just like, but yeah, I was like, like you, you take a nap be, before you yeah. go to dinner so you don't act tired, yes. quote unquote, at dinner, which yeah. is AKA be hot. Yes. And it's like, I thought, like in my mind, I'm like, it's so freeing to be out of that. Like, that's so sad. Mm-hmm to live your life like that. And there's so many people out there doing it. It is. And I think it's something that people should really um, educate themselves on and really just be empathetic. And, you know, I think too, like just know when something's not right. Yes. <clears throat> and I think it like takes, red flags are usually red flags are usually right, are usually right. And it's true. And my therapist says that as well. Like, you know, the reason a lot and probably the reason I didn't like it wasn't so glaring in the beginning was because like we were just having fun and so but so was everybody so like right you're you know, just like we're just doing what everybody yeah. else is doing we're and going you think- and I think it would be hard too for me personally like if I was out partying with that person yeah and overindulging or whatever it is and then the next day for you to say, well, you have a problem. Right. And not point and your not finger point at you. And I think a lot and of people are just like. I don't know if that's like, just an insecurity of mine. No, I think that's. Or if it's just something where it's like, I, I don't need to have a, a bloody yeah. Mary the next morning. Right. Times five. Right. But you do. So it's really so like hard. you have the problem and I don't. I think that and would be really hard. I wasn't even there. Like I was yeah. to the point where like no one has a problem. And right. mo and And. Guess what? Ninety nine percent of the people didn't. It, right, Chuck did. And but when that all fades yeah. away, when yeah. you have a baby, you know, start growing up, so to speak. And that's like we went to couples therapy, and the couples therapist said she was like a pretty harsh critic, and it was not. I was not well, ready. Didn't for he it. also just barely yeah. never show up? <laughs> oh, for sure, he showed up like. Mo- he would either show up on something where, again, the therapist was like, you are on something. I can see that you're on something. It was super obvious. Right. And um, <clears throat> we went to two different ones because he didn't like the first one then never showed up to the second one. Right. But the first one was like a pretty well-known, I guess, in this area. Like we were referred. We had to wait a while. And she's just like kind of tells it to you. And so I think in her mind, I was like getting my issues worked out in personal therapy with like living with an addict. And he was supposed to be going to therapy, but he wasn't. Um, anyway, but she kind of said like, so you guys partied together and you stopped and he kept going. Yeah. And he got worse and worse and you it opened your eyes because that happens to everybody. Yeah. And she was like, you know, you things happen. Like you get married. Usually it's getting pregnant, mm-hmm. which I think for ours was like a big, a big thing. And it's like, yeah. And she was right. And I remember, and she's like, so you have, you have three options. And she said to him. Um, or she said you have four options. She said to him, "You're either you're gonna die, like at some point you can't go on like this. Right? You're gonna separate. Um, you're gonna divorce, or you're gonna stay together in this situation." Oh. And I was like, 
And she was just like one of those harsh ones. Like, this is what's going to happen. And I remember being like, well, what a bit. Like, like she's like, so unfeeling. Was, yeah, you're like, that wasn't yeah. warm and fuzzy. And then I told my therapist but looking like back a on year it, later, like, I was exactly like, she was what exactly is. right. Yeah. Like, she's dead on and people need to hear that. And he was kind of like, she's so, you know, and addicts are super sensitive, like to a point where like, even he would look back now and be like, oh my God, like, cause you're so insecure. Yeah. So like anyone telling you any, like he would say that he would say like, I was so insecure that like, I always felt like people were like rude to me or like yes. not respecting me or like, and it's a total typical thing, which I didn't realize, but it's because of the insecurity. So like, that's and that's probably way. why they're addicts. For sure, because they're embarrassed about but whatever. But then when they probably use, they probably maybe feel a little bit more confident. Yes. And so they're like, that person's a dick. For sure. And they're like, they. I mean, the best word, which addicts use all the time, is like, they disrespected me. And it's like, but you're like, you didn't. And but you're these disrespectful. Fights, yes. We used to have these fights all the time where I was like, what do you think? You just like get respect? Like, yeah. you have to earn respect. And then and like, also we have these being, fights all the time about respect. And I was like, you also give respect to people who are older than you. Like, yeah, like be cool. Like, it's just like, who are you? Yeah. And those were our fights. So it was always these like sideline fights. And that's something probably fights. inside of him yes. that he's dealing with. It's, and it was always these sideline fights about like. Respect. Yeah, like respect. And like, I'm like, who do you think you are? And like, never about what was going on. And right. it's like, we actually have never had like, we never got to the point where it was like, you just need to be sober. Like, because we like when I told him to leave our house, like when we separated, he got worse, as I said. So like, then it was just like. There's a lot of feeling because there's a lot of guilt put in that yeah. where you're like, oh, he's going to get worse. Yeah. He's going to die. And you're still enabling because like I thought about that for a long time. Like it was like, well, what's he doing now? Or like if he wouldn't answer the phone, answer the phone like I'd be like, oh, he got in a car accident. I always thought he got in a car accident or killed somebody. That was like my yeah. big. I actually had my biggest fear was that he was going to like kill somebody walking down the street. Be so be I always thought that. So I'd get manic and be like, text me back. Yeah. And he knew it, so he would do it. Longer. He would do it longer, and like it just was these dumb games. So I, you're st like just because you tell someone to leave doesn't mean you're n done enabling. Correct. And it takes like a really long time to get there. And I would say now, I, f I do believe I don't think I'm like a hundred percent there, but I think I'm pretty. At least I'm there where I'm cognizant of if I'm enabling or not. I can catch myself. Yeah. Like. And I don't want his feel like you know. And now you're aware of what yeah. you're doing. And there's a lot of now where it's like, well, you know, I'm just sad. I can't believe I did this to you guys. Like this is what he said, and it's like I can't let that. Like my first reaction would be like, well, he's sorry. Like yeah, and it's like no, it's because like, he has to be responsible for his own actions for sure, for sure. And, and like, like that, sorry doesn't yeah. go anywhere really. And I think people need therapy. I think like talking to people who've been through it going. I, if you can't like go to therapy or you don't want to go to therapy, hey, I think Al-Anon Al is awesome because you don't You're have to say free, anything. You can go. And there's a mil it's like it's like AA it's meetings. Like a, yeah, they're all like a the time, all times of the night, all over the, the mm -hmm. world. And it's like you can just go to probably like alanon.com. Yeah, alanon.com or, or, or dot I think it's alanon.org. You're right. And like you just put in your zip code and like literally a million will come up. Yeah. And they are all, and I and I kind of knocked it at the beginning, but it's because I wasn't ready mm -hmm. to believe. And when you go there, it doesn't matter what an addict is addicted to, you feel that you really go there and you're like, wait, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. And like, just because that person's boyfriend was someone who like left the family and just because that person's boyfriend was a physically abusive, the way they're feeling is the same way I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And that makes you feel better. Yeah. And it made me, for me, it felt so good just to like, 
read online stories. Like for some reason, it was like by myself and I'm kind of like a, and you're, an escapist when yeah, I'm down you, and I was totally alone. And you love like research and I love stuff research like and like, so it did, it called me a lot to be like, wait, I know exactly how that person's feeling. Because when you're going through it, you're like, like when I'm sure when he went to rehab, I remember you were like, this doesn't happen. I'm like, I'm like, I've known like 20 people yeah. that have gone to rehab. And I was just like, I'm so And you were like, well, yeah, you were embarrassed. And it's like. And it's, what I want to say is I've known 20 people who probably should have went to rehab, <laughs> right. but didn't and just kind of live there, you know, and it's such like a, and I'm not a wasp. I mean, some people say I act like, or I used to, or whatever my family does, but it's a very waspy thing to do to be like, we're fine. Mm-hmm. Everyone mind, mind your, your business. business. Yeah. And I think, um, a lot of people do that. A lot mm-hmm. of families do that. And I think when you grow up with that, with like, as long as we put a good picture on the outside, no one's going to know what's really going on inside. Right. And it's like, everyone's messed up. Everyone has stuff. Yeah. And I wish people were just more honest about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being for sure. here. This I was so it. insightful. I appreciate you sharing such a personal story. Of course. And I think this is really helpful. And um, you're the best. You are the best. This is so fun. I know. All right, that's another episode of Necessary Realness with Katie. Thanks for joining.